This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. And welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Make Your Pitch. As all of you know, our purpose is to bring investors to entrepreneurs and get them linked up so that those particular entrepreneurs have a chance to reach their vision. Uh, investment always is a tricky thing, but most importantly is to get yourself out there, get yourself exposed and lo and behold, with the uh, exposure and with the talent and with your hard work, things will happen. Now, I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. And today we have uh, a, a very special guest on to make his pitch today. And that is Neil Sofen. And I, instead of me rattling on about him, I'd rather Ellen tell you a little bit about him herself. Go right ahead, Ellen. My pleasure. Thank you, Christopher. Neil is currently the CEO of Tuzag, Inc., a conversational AI live engagement company. That is exciting. Employers, health plans, and providers to increase individual engagement with health and healthcare services. And on that brief introduction, welcome, Neil. All right. Uh, you know, we have, I'm sure there's a lot more to be said, and we're about to find out. Uh, Neil, if you're ready, make your pitch. Hi. Like Ellen said, I'm Neil Sophie. I'm the CEO of Tuzag. And uh, just in terms of a little background, I'm a public health guy by training. And I've spent the last 40 years of my life looking at how can we use technology to expand the reach and richness of helping people be able to manage their own health a little better? Um, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. There's a lot of shiny objects we all look for in healthcare. We're always trying to find what's the next thing that, what's the next Guga or gadget, or what's the next test that will save us from everything and will let us live to be 150. And the sad thing is, it really boils down to how we take care of ourselves. Consumer behavior drives 50% of all healthcare costs. So we're talking about a trillion and a half bucks based upon what we choose to do and how we choose to do it. And that ain't sexy. It's not a shiny object, but it's the truth. So the question becomes one of how can we reach millions of people in a way that can actually help them take better care of themselves? And at different stages of life, do it in different ways, whether it's managing chronic illness, taking care of a parent, parent, helping us age in place, 
whatever it be, picking the right doctor, how do we do that? So that's what we've been looking at is, can we build a mechanism that will do that? So to use the jargony phrase, and it's the only jargony phrase I'll use, uh, what we've built is a patentable, scalable omni-channel relationship platform that can create billions of interactive conversations, one person at a time across any channel of communication, whether that's email, smart, smart speaker, smartphone, web portal, or even print, and do that all connected and then connect that back to uh, providers and family caregivers to create a full ecology of care. Now that sounds like a mouthful. So rather than, than talk about it a lot and try and tell you how sophisticated and clever we are, I thought what we do is give you a little demonstration. And it's always dangerous on these sorts of things to do a live demo, but what the hell, let's give it a shot. So uh, I have my smart speaker here, uh, we call her Jamie, and I'm gonna do a little demo and I'm gonna be, and then for this demo, I'm gonna be Chris. And I've asked Chris a few questions ahead of time to get ready. And so let's give this a shot. Alexa, start Jamie demo. Good afternoon. This is a quick demo of our new personalized platforms conversation engine. And I see Neil as my demo buddy, checking in from Seattle. I certainly hope you've been listening to Governor Inslee and are staying inside and social distancing, even though it has been beautiful there lately. Before we get started, let's set up a couple of patient details for the demo. First, what would you like the patient's name to be? Chris. Chris sounds perfect. In this demo, Chris has a dog. What would you like the dog's name to be? Dancer. Dancer it shall be. For demo purposes, did Chris take their medication? Yep. Got it. Chris has a dog named Dancer and medication was taken. Let's get this demo started. Good afternoon, Chris. Thanks for checking in. Is this an emergency? No. That's good. You know I like to make sure you're okay whenever we chat. And how are you on this snowy Thursday? Terrible. I'm so sorry. How did you sleep last night? Really bad. Sleep issues could be contributing significantly to your terrible day. According to your terrible, you're taking your medications appropriately. Did you have any issues? Yes. I'm sorry. What seems to be the trouble? It makes me nauseous. I'm sorry you're feeling nauseous. Avoid strong food odors and try what doctors call the brat diet, bananas, white rice, applesauce, and toast to see if that helps. If your nausea persists, let your doctor know. Have you told Dr. Ross about your nausea? Nope. I see. Would you like me to let him know you're having issues? Sure. You've got it. I'll text Dr. Ross right now. That's all for this pass through the demo. Would you like to run through the demo again? Never the library. 
Yes. Can we try that again? I'm looking for yes or no here. That's all for this pass through the demo. Would you like to run through the demo again? Yes. Would you like to use the same sample user information? Sure. We'll be happy. Chris and Dancer are honored. Good afternoon, Chris. Thanks for checking in. Is this an emergency? No. That's good. You know, I like to make sure you're okay whenever we chat. And how are you on this snowy Thursday? I'm fabulous. Wonderful. And how is that adorable poodle dancer doing today? Terrible. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Give dancer a treat and some extra love for me. I see that you've taken your medications. Nice. Did you have any issues? Nope. That's good. Be sure to let me know if you ever have any issues taking your medications or any side effects. While I have you, since we're still getting to know each other, I was wondering, what's your favorite movie genre? Action. I love action movies, even if The Rock, Sean, William Johnson, stars in every single one now. What's your favorite action movie? Top Gun. Excellent choice. I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. You should check out Wonder Woman 1984. It's supposed to be nonstop action. And that's just a short example of what's possible. Would you like to run through the demo again? Nope. Thanks for your time. Now that we're done, why don't you take a walk, by yourself of course, down to Lake Washington. And remember to wear the Little Mermaid mask you ordered last week. Have a great afternoon. So that gives you an idea. That could have been done through your phone. It could have been done through a smart speaker. It could have been done through chat, even if you wanted to. And by the way, there came a live text message to my doctor letting me know how I was doing. Um, and then what it can do is follow up with a tailored email or connection to other services. And what if you, if you notice as we're doing this, once we identified Chris, she knew uh, that it was a male from based on Chris. She went with more male pronouns. She knew the, where I was located from the test. So it became, and she knew what the weather was. Also, as we went through that, as she responded, she was able to understand, connect up feeling bad plus sleep. And then that took it a different direction. And if I had problems, that led to giving her a different kind of piece of information and a link to the doc. On the other hand, when I was doing great and felt fabulous, it was great. And then we started having a conversation about the dog and getting to know other people and other things about you. And if you notice, we asked about the movie, right? And she said, I said, Top Gun. And what was her response? She didn't say, I love Top Gun. She said, I love Tom Cruise, which meant she was finding third-party databases, in this case, the IMDb database, to then look at that, add something to the conversation that made it personal, and then made a recommendation. You got offered up Wonder Woman 1984 as another action flick, so that could connect you to things. And then she would actually be able to make that recommendation, perhaps send it to you as an email or a text, or put it in a dashboard for you. 
Uh, and then remember that so that the next time she talked with you, she would remember the previous conversation. But when you put all that together, what we're trying to do is not only integrate all the third-party information like glucose monitors and, and pulse oximeters and, and, and weight management and all that, and motion sensors, but to actually build a relationship with each person, get to know them, understand the underlying why and how of what you're doing, and then when appropriate, not only be your companion, your digital companion, but to connect you to care. So that's, and that, this is totally omnichannel. It can do billions of interactions. It can be used both in employer settings. We think the, there's a huge opportunity around both chronic care management and particularly helping people age in place. COVID certainly got, COVID has made it very clear what happens when you've got a loved one in Seattle and you live in St. Louis and they're in a nursing home. How do we maintain and manage this sort of relationship? Or if you're at home for that matter. So there's a huge future in digital support and care. Okay, and uh, what uh, what are you what are you looking to achieve as far as investors are concerned, and uh, what have you got to give back? Um, so, what are we hoping to achieve with investors? We're just completing um, our convertible debt round. We've raised about a million dollars so far. Uh, we are we do have revenue. We actually have customers. Uh, besides, we have a functioning engine. As you saw, that was a true live demonstration. Um, of, of just a small piece of capability. Uh, we're just entering a seed round, an A round. It's hard to tell what people call it anymore these days. And we're looking to raise $5 million in the next year. Um, we're looking to expand in two particular areas. We've built a, a relationship on the employer side with another company where we are building out an employer product and we're going to market in April and we're in a revenue sharing situation with them. And we're also now just completing a relationship with a couple of different remote patient monitoring companies to add Jamie's capability in with theirs. And that will be coming out this summer. Uh, the opportunity, what gets, what's in it for the investor? Um, remote patient monitoring by itself is a half a billion dollar business. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's huge and growing. We think the aging business, just thinking about the fact that six, uh, 10,000 of us turn 65 every day. Um, this is a massive market. You know, not that not that, that would be us, but um, this is a, a huge opportunity. Uh, and the coolest part for us is not only is it a, a trillion and a half dollar vertical in terms of consumer behavior and health, but the engine itself is really a, a platform that is um, uh, vertical agnostic. And so this is a, a, something that can be used in terms of FinTech, MarTech, other sorts of services. And that our ultimate goal is to, for this to become a SaaS solution. It can be used really for anything. We're just starting in healthcare and building out instances here because it's the space we know. Um, and we see this as potentially going to groups like, whether it's an Amazon in one level or going another direction where somebody like a McKesson or an Optum or a United would be interested in this sort of product as a buyout. One of the things that you uh, demonstrated briefly is this device using uh, employment questions. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about using it uh, as an interview device for those seeking employment? It certainly could be used as a way to help pre-screen and get to know people, have a conversation, and that way it could be the first level of, of communication in terms of the HR interviewing process. Let's get to know you better. 
which could be used either to screen people out or I think actually better would be a way to get to know you so that way when you get to final interviews, the interviewers actually know something about you and actually are asking smart questions. So yeah, it could be a great HR tool. Uh, the way we're looking at it right now has been really more around the world of health assessment and health and productivity for the employer group in terms of being a concierge that connects you to all the HR resources as an employee to connect you and get to know you and help connect you at whatever you need, whether it's getting you into your 401k or getting you into a wellness program or getting you into the right healthcare network. But I think, you know, we're going to bring you on, Ellen, to, to help come up with new ideas for the product. Well, at the risk of being employed, um, <laughs> I want to say there's also another area that you might want to consider as you go forward. Um, you, you're in healthcare. We've talked about employment. Uh, did you say that you're using it for shopping for people who like to shop, but they're not sure what they want to buy? Um, we, we aren't so much using it for shopping per se, but we're using some of the same principles that an Amazon uses in terms of using um, choice architecture. So for example, let's say we, you want to lose weight. There's no such thing as the perfect weight loss program. There's the perfect weight loss program for you. And that means there should be two or three or four offered up to you in such a way that if we know enough things about you and knowing that you want something digital or you want something that requires measurement or you want something that requires a phone coach or you want something in person, if we know these things about you, then we can bring up different services, whether it's WW, formerly known as Weight Watchers, versus, uh, versus Brightline, versus Sensible, or versus versus self-help works, we can then offer you up the right mix of choices for you to make and then connect you to that. So we can become a concierge to you in terms of helping you pick the right programs that you're most likely to be successful at. Are you saying right now, I'm sorry, right now your, your um, technology is offered through Amazon and Alexa? It's actually completely, um, she heard you. Uh, it's actually completely technology agnostic. Okay. So I happen to use an Amazon device, but it can work through Google Home. It could work through your phone. It can work through text messaging. It can work through a web browser. It can work through email. And for that matter, we, we built a tailoring and, and AI engine over here that creates these kind of personal conversations and personal content. Then it can display itself out in any medium including, and for senior populations, I don't think this, is, this sounds silly, some people wish they could get things in print and put in the mail and sent to them, you know, in 14 point type and it being just for them. So we are completely media agnostic in terms of how we communicate. And even in the course of one conversation, you might use more than one, one medium in the course of the conversation. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. 
So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Neil, you'd mentioned that you have uh, uh, revenue being generated right now. Uh, yep. Which vertical do you have uh, placement of the uh, concept in? Uh, right now, it's, it's the employer space. Uh, we're building it out, kind of competing in the health assessment market, and we're talking to uh, our partner works with both, both payers, some providers are mainly employers, and then we're actually actively working with a number of um, uh, benefits management companies uh, and consultants, benefits brokers, the, the kind of the Mercers, the, the Alliance, the Locktons, that kind of group, the Aons, those okay. kind of groups so that they can distribute. Give, give me an idea how, you know, how's it, how would that be structured? I'm kind of, uh, I'm having trouble seeing how that would work in that uh, space. So basically you're saying you've got, a, let's say Chris, Chris Knight has, um, Chris Knight Industries has a thousand people and we set, set you up and we say, okay, for $2 per month per employee, uh, we're going to have daily conversations with each of your employees based upon getting to know them, getting to know their health needs, and then constantly offering them up health advice and then connecting them up to services that may be most, most efficient for them. Some of those services may be free. Some of those services may be paid for by the employer. Some of those services may be out of their own pocket, but that we're making that and all the employers automatically connected to is the $2 a month for the, for the communication. And then if the employer says, yeah, I'll pay for them signing up and actually doing things. And then we send them a, a consolidated bill for the things they actually participated in. It seems like they would take a lot of uh, research and update going on then. How are you handling that side of it? On our side, it would take a fair amount in terms of getting to build all the relationships with all those vendors. Well, we're making it as simple for the employer so that they don't have to have all those relationships. We'll build all that. They don't have to have multiple contracts, just one with us, and we'll handle all of the vetting. We handle all the billing, and we provide data back to let them know what all their employees are actually doing and accomplishing. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take you to that step though. Yeah, you're talking about doing it for 2,000 employees, and then it moves on to another company that has 10,000 employees. Uh, how, are you, how are you gonna stay up uh, with that growth and still do the data entry necessary? Uh, the, well, the cool part is we're in the cloud. We're in, the, in our case, we're in the Google cloud that we can be in Azure or AWS, doesn't matter. Um, and this scales infinitely. Uh, this is not an issue. All we have to do is if I know in the company, I need to know how to load in their eligibility file, who's eligible for the program. I'm gonna have a panel, I will have a dashboard so the employer can say, just check off which programs they're willing to cover. And we'll be out there hunting for new programs for them. If they actually have programs to say, hey, we want you to have this program that we use, like Amazon wants us to use this program in South Lake Union, Washington. Great, we can load that in. That's a customization fee, but that's minor. But after that, you've built this array of, of partners and you've got the data relationship and APIs are now pretty simple to develop so that you can get those data relationships. And so it's scale. So whether you're a company of two or a company of two million, i.e. Walmart, it's kind of the same to us. It's just a matter of service. So we actually can infinitely scale. Okay. And uh, before I turn it back over to my capable co-host, uh, let me ask you, you're talking about uh, the 5 million that you're after. What exactly are you going to do with that money, uh, Neil? 
three things. Um, we have built V2, uh, the core engine that, that the platform this sits on, we call it Tuzag TCS, uh, content, the content management system. Um, we want to put a little more money because we're moving that towards becoming ever more a do-it-yourself fast capability. Second, we're building out more content, particularly in the health at home space, uh, in terms of how we manage virtual care. And then the, the, the larger part of it's going to go to sales and marketing, quite honestly. We need to grow. Uh, we need to throw the word out. We need to continue uh, proof of concepts. For example, we're now doing a research project uh, applying for a grant with the University of the Cancer Center on how to use this with uh, post-cancer treatment uh, at here. Mm -hmm. so we'd love to have more dollars to help develop that kind of research and make our case. Okay. All right. Well, I have a different question. Okay. I covered healthcare and I covered uh, some other stuff, but this time I want to ask you, what have you looked at with respect and would it work for uh, self-driving cars? Uh, you have a lot of innovative technologies coming along now that we have never seen before. Yeah. And I wonder, like, if you um, have a person, young person, and they got in the car, not thinking they got in the car. If they had this device, what would it do? How would it know? How could, how could that young person be protected? That's slightly past my pay grade. Um, but I, it's funny you had that, you bring that up because I've actually had some conversations with a Canadian company that is not so much looking at, and they are looking at the whole, they are the ones who do like OnStar when you get your car. Mm -hmm. They're actually uh, it's offshoot from BlackBerry. None of this new BlackBerry is still around just in a different incarnation, they're in your car. Um, and we've talked to them about how to install Jamie into, into cars, whether they're self, totally autonomous car vehicles, or it might be tied to something that it's in your Uber. We've looked at it more saying, hey, you pick up a new, you know, you're intoxicated, get an Uber and get home. But then you could have the conversation with your phone and Jamie about where you might want to stop off and get a cup of coffee or meds on the way home or help you find a hotel because you shouldn't be driving. Um, so I don't think we're actually the people who will be managed creating this self-driving car technology, but we can create the conversation around how to help you in that circumstance manage your, manage your health and safety in that time. So we've actually, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that we've actually had that conversation. <laughs> it's in the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, well, it was the last trip I got yeah. to make. It was, I met with those folks in Vancouver, BC, and it was pretty much the last trip I was able to make before the Canadians said no more Americans in our country. Uh, because oh, of COVID. So yeah. they, they, they do that every 15 years or so. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get to go there again soon. Yes, you're, yes, you're, indeed. Your target it's a beautiful right now, country. Your target right anyway. now is, is your vertical right now that you're really going to be focused on is the medical side. Am I am I correct there? Correct. That's if if other opportunities come our way. So, for example, we're talking to some folks in Australia about how to use this around uh, financial planning for yourself. How do we ask you the questions to get to know you and get to know enough about you to help you plan? your financial future, because most people are doing a terrible job at their life savings. And then ultimately, if you need to connect you to a live person, in this case, you know, and, this, and then we're, we're talking to folks in Australia. 
it's not a it's not something I went looking for. They kind of found me, so it's not kind of our our poor effort. But if it comes our way, we're more than happy. So we're pretty much focused in healthcare itself, looking at payers, providers, employers, and and increasingly the whole world of home care, home care, assisted living, aging in place, that world. Okay. Now you mentioned uh, part of the money you're going to spend is going to be in the sales and marketing area. Yep. Uh, what are your plans as far as your sales force is concerned? Uh, you, you're going to be in, in several verticals, you know, in not too distant future. So how, how does the sales force come in and uh, actually assist in that? If you, you may not be using uh, actual sales people, but just how's that sales process going to work for you? Um, I think we're going to be looking at different expertise in different verticals. Um, and this is, and the cool part now is that the whole notion that you've got to be in a location is clearly no longer as true as it once was. Um, so we will be looking at people who are much more focused on the health and home market versus the employer market. So within there are verticals within our vertical. Okay. And I think there'll be specialties within that. We may have, and because of our partnership, for example, with Avedon Health, they happen to be located in New Jersey. We're located in, we have people in New York and in Syracuse. I'm on the West Coast in Seattle. Our, their partner is down in San Diego. So we have some geographic capability because I do think the world is gonna come back where we may actually meet people again face to face. I think there's a lot to be said for that. I, I know I'm in a technology business, but I think there's a lot to be said for sitting in a room with people. Um, so we'll be looking for a mixture of both some geographic spread, but it'll be more vertical expertise to help the folks do that. Ellen, go right ahead. I have exhausted my questions for today. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, I have never heard her say that before, Neil. So. You know, you well, must have really good or really bad at this. I don't know. I, you must have explained it quite well. You know, I think uh, I don't think, of course, you've even scratched the surface on this capability. But how are you protecting your uh, uh, intellectual property here? Good question. Um, one, we believe that it's not just simply the technology, but it's the technology plus the methodology for creating this kind of highly conversational content is patentable. That's the first step. Uh, the second is quite honestly, anybody who thinks um, the technology alone is the secret sauce is missing the point. There's really three elements to making this work. One is technology, which is the ability to do the things in a tailoring engine. The second is having a deep understanding of how do people behave. You need to really have a deep understanding of behavioral theory. And third, you got to create content that people care about. So when we were even doing our little demo with you, you know, a couple of times, like you'd say, how are you feeling? I'd say, terrific. And she'd go, you know, and, and you know, you smiled. Or she'd say she felt honored to be talking to you. So the little thing, how you create, it's like creating a screenplay. You're telling tiny little narrative stories that have infinite variable variability to them. But so you need that ability to create cool content, understand behavior, and understand the right technology and they have to thread together into one unique whole. So from our view, if I were gonna boil this down to one thing within the health vertical is we're kind of like eHarmony, we get to know you, meets Amazon, 
helping you make the right choices for your health. Okay. The one thing that the technology needs to address and um, it's okay. The way your algorithm is designed and, and constructed, it can ask the questions on the surface level, but as we know, human beings go a lot different, uh, uh, deeper than that. And so I think that in order to be really powerful, and this might not come up for another three or four uh, years of iteration, that if you ask those questions and then um, uh, arrow down to those segmented questions that are only, let's say that are only particular to women or the questions that are only relevant to men, those kinds of questions. And then when you pu pull that algorithm together in a broader context, now you have a real thorough uh, or, or a larger look at the question and then it becomes about the topic. What topic are we talking about? And does it go deep enough to get at the answers that we want from the human being that we would get if we were face to face, but since we're not, how do we offset or compensate? So my answer to you is I'll hire you as our salesperson because that's exactly the way we think of things. <laughs> is, um, we always believe start with people, not their diseases, start with people, not their conditions, People are not a diabetic. They are a person who has diabetes. And they also might have kids and they also might have a job and they might have families and they might be like to go fly fishing and they might be female and they might be 42 years old and, and they have a dog. So you're absolutely right. And so our goal is to get down and those are all attributes of who you are. And so we wanna to get to know that exactly that level of depth that you're talking about. So that's not three or four iterations from now, that's today. And that's exactly the way we view this. So that the more I know you with each conversation, the deeper my communication can get and the more unique my conversation and content will be just for you. Our goal is in much in the world of Rogers and Pepper, which was kind of the one-to-one -one marketing of the 80s. The goal is can we do that same level of one-to-one -one marketing down to a one-to-one -one conversation so that I know that you know, Ellen is 39 and uh, as a woman in New York City, and I know you're not, Maybe forty-two. Um, that, uh, but and that, and that, your voice and, dropped. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, and that, but that, and then you have these kind of interests and these kind of issues and this kind of circumstance and and all that. So that way, the conversation not only can be personalized in terms of topic, but even down to the metaphor. So knowing what is your purpose, what are your values, what are your life circumstances. It's like one thing to talk to a diabetic. Uh, who is needing to manage their, their blood glucose. It's another thing to, when you find out that they're also holding two jobs and also taking care of a parent and, um, and is, is they're low income. And then, you know, all of a sudden, what kind of recommendations, how you talk to them and what help they really need. They may really need not stress management, but respite care so that somebody can help them take care of their mom before they can even talk about how they're going to take care of themselves. Those are the kind of, that's the kind of depth and nuance. So I think you're exactly right. So I'll send your resume and we'll see if we can put you to work. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, listen, uh, she, all, all she needs is one more thing to do, uh, Neil. So, uh, but I think you hit it right on the head. It's all about the nuance of being human, that you're, you're completely yeah. 
Spot on. But all right, now uh, we're, we're coming to a close here, Neil. And what I'd like to know is uh, what you might want to say to investors or the audience that uh, would be most uh, poignant. Um, from an investor point of view, human behavior and understanding human behavior and helping people then do things based upon that seems kind of boring and old hat. The last person I know who lives here in Seattle who figured out human behavior and getting people to do things that they didn't even know they wanted to do or buy things that they didn't know that they wanted to buy is a guy named Jeff Bezos. Uh, he's done okay. I know he's stepping down from the his day job with about $190 billion in his pocket doing it. Um, but he's understood that. And so it's like, if we can take the lessons of understanding technology tied to consumer behavior, but really apply this, in, in, certainly in this next few years, to helping people manage their own health care and ecology of care for them and their families. The economic potential for this is billions, absolute billions. Um, so this is, this is a great investment. And I am a firm believer in um, do well by doing good. Uh, and I think this is a case where we really can make a difference and make people's lives better. And in the course of making lives better, we can build an incredibly good business model that scales. All right. Very good. Very good. I appreciate it. Ellen, do you have any final questions? This is an exciting technology that you're in. Um, I'm tr I've been trying to think of what would help you get to the core of humanity. And if you're into AI the way you are, that's where your root is. You just take something and dissect it out. Remember, you're old enough to remember how to diagram a sentence. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Start there. Old math. <laughs> yes, me too. Start there. And by the time you diagram the question, the outcome, the result that you're looking for, you'll have it. And then, and yeah, and then you can come work for me because I'm an idea generator. Okay. We'll work for each other. That's oh, cool. my goodness gracious. Here we go. It's a mutual, <laughs> mutual love society. There well, you go. Neil, I want to thank you so much for being on Make Your Pitch on this episode. It, this has been delightful because the technology uh, is, is, is very appropriate in so many areas. Uh, I can certainly see it being used, of course, uh, at aging in place and things of that nature immediately. And I know it's going to be successful in that area. But uh, we'll be reaching out as well. We're putting it in the right places for the right people to hear it. And uh, as we close out, we always say, make your pitch. We'll see you all next Thursday with a new episode of Make Your Pitch. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.